Hello and welcome back to this episode. All the other episodes have been leading up to me telling you about the birth of my son. And before we get into it, I wanted to take a second to talk about home birth. And I think the best way to describe um, some of the misconceptions around home birth is telling you a story from my own experience where my mom was pretty nervous about me having a home birth. And she got to come to one of my appointments with my midwife. And after seeing my midwife, you know, take my blood pressure and palpate my belly to find the position of the baby, listen to the heartbeat and go over all my blood panels, that was just one appointment. But seeing the level of skill that my midwife, you know, had and how supportive she was and how she was able to answer all of my questions, I think it made my my mom feel like I was in great hands which I already knew that I was but I think some people have this idea of home birth being that you're totally alone and you're just in your bathtub pushing out a baby which some people do do that and um, most of the time that's referred to as as a free birth or unassisted birth but when you're doing birth with a midwife then that's an assisted birth and you're really being, you know, monitored your whole pregnancy to make sure that she feels comfortable assisting the birth and that she feels like it's it's the best decision to move forward with the home birth. So luckily, I had a healthy pregnancy and everything was looking good to proceed with the home birth. At this point, I was just hoping to not go past my due date. I remember just being in the late stages of my pregnancy and every week that would go by and especially to be honest I didn't really go um, past my due date but every date leading up to my due date just really wanting to have like a plan with my midwife of like okay what does it look like at 39 weeks what do we try at 40 weeks what's the game plan for 41 weeks because I think I just wanted to be able to picture my birth and to be able to have a little bit of control over something that I felt a little or a lot of bit out of control of. And so there was this stress leading up to my due date of like, am I going to go into labor? Is, you know, is a home birth going to be taken off the table if I go past the due date um, significantly? And so all these things were, um, were in my mind leading up to the birth. And also, like, what is going into labor? I, <laughs> just like the things I've talked about with like feeling the baby kick for the first time or Braxton Hicks, this idea of going into labor. I'm like, what is going, how am I going to know when I'm in labor? Um, is going to be obvious? Am I going to like not know? And then I'm going to be like super dilated. And like, like I, I was just like, you know, I've never gone into labor before and it, it is different for everyone. You know, some people have uh, the start of their labor with their, their water breaking. A lot of people don't. Um, it's more common to kind of see like your mucus plug um, come out, which is the thing that uh, kind of blocks up your cervix. And so when you start to dilate, that, that can come out. It's kind of like a mucusy booger, uh, lack of a better <laughs> way to put it. Um and uh, so I had known from doing like my childbirth education courses, my doula training, like certain things to look for, but still, you know, feeling a little bit in the dark of like, what is this going to be? Um, what is this going to look like? So all of this stuff was on my mind as I was still dealing with my sleep insomnia and my body just getting to a point of like really low energy, feeling bloated, feeling like just not kind of like comfortable in my own skin especially the last two weeks of my pregnancy um like 
even eating and and things like that there there wasn't a part of my pregnancy that I was like felt like super super hungry all the time I was more like eating small little meals throughout the day I was like craving certain things like during my pregnancy it was like lemonade pineapple carrot cake uh bagels I wanted a lot of cheese during my second and third trimester which I really hadn't eaten much dairy um before my pregnancy and so those were the things I was kind of um, into during that period and then also this comes into play I was seeing a chiropractor during my second trimester and into my third trimester because I had been uh, dealing with some back issues and I was nervous that those were going to continue throughout my pregnancy luckily it didn't and I would recommend seeing a chiropractor and seeing how that feels in your body during your pregnancy I think it was like a huge thing that helped me prepare for birth physically I also tried massage and acupuncture neither of those felt good to me they're things that I had done before I got pregnant that I enjoyed especially acupuncture I thought I'd be doing acupuncture a lot through my pregnancy but once I got it done I think everything was just sensitive in my body and um, I didn't really enjoy massage work or acupuncture um appointments um so I stuck with the chiropractor because that's what felt best in my body and that comes into play during my birth because by divine intervention I believe um my chiropractor gave me this thing called a TENS unit that she had used during her home birth and she said that she was dealing with some pain in her back so she would put she put the TENS unit on her back and was using it through contractions and she thought it might help me so she let me borrow it And I had kind of had in my mind, like, what is labor going to feel like for me? Because I had gotten an or I had appointment at my gynecologist and they told me I had a a tilted uterus. So my cervix was cervix was pointing towards my back and they had told me like years ago, you might experience back labor. So that was kind of like in my mind as well. So all this is leading up to me going into labor which happened um on May 26th I went into labor my family had gotten to town like about nine days ish before that um the people who I wanted to have at my birth were my husband uh, my midwife she had an assistant I hired a birth photographer kind of last minute but that ended up being a great thing I would like highly recommend having a birth photographer she was also a doula I was gonna have somebody else photograph my birth who hadn't been to a birth before was just a photographer and then my intuition was like I really want someone who's been around birth in the room I, I really and I think this was a good <laughs> download that for people to be in the room with you while you're having an unmedicated birth Uh, You really want them to be people who believe in you, who believe you can do it, who are people who are prepared to see you going through a very intense experience, who aren't going to doubt you, who are going to be there and believe in you and that you're not going to have to be worrying about them during your labor. That's like huge advice. My husband had seen me do my doula training. Uh, He had watched birth videos with me. He had done the childbirth education with me. He had seen birth. He did not seem nervous about the idea of me going into labor. He seemed to know what the (laughs) general vibe would be while I was in labor. Um, He seemed pretty grounded with the whole thing. And obviously my midwife was there to support me. In hindsight, I probably would have hired a doula just the way that my birth went. But from being a doula, I felt like I would be concerned about the doula um, because I had supported people through birth and I didn't know how I'd feel getting supported myself. 
and um, my brother and my dad were going to be upstairs at the house, but not in the room. And my mom, I was going to call down when I was in actual, like, you know, pushing labor. So that was kind of my game plan. My sister would have been someone who is going to be like a doula-ish energy um, in the room that I had always thought like would definitely be with me during my birth. But because of the situation with her being pregnant with the twins and being in New York, um, you know, not able to travel because she was so far along in her pregnancy, neither of us were able to attend each other's births, which was a very bittersweet honestly sad thing uh, for both of us but um, there's a happy ending to that but but at the time it was tough for both of us to not be able to support one another through the, this very you know transformational period of our lives so um, I was spending a lot of time with my family uh, leading up to going into labor um, coming up on my due date what felt really good for me was to be in water so they had a pool and I was spending a long time every day just like floating in the pool it was like the main thing just being weightless felt so good at that point in my pregnancy um I was going over there pretty much every day just going in the pool doing little beach walks um they were really great and like making a lot of food for my husband and I and kind of taking care of everything and then it got to be that day of the 26th and I didn't want to leave the house it was like a different energy I didn't think I was in labor or anything but like I had been wanting to go to their house every day and for some reason on the 26th I woke up and I was just like I don't want to leave the house I want to just like be here um and just like get some things done around the house but I'll I'll meet up with you guys for lunch if you come you know close to us I'll just walk down to the end of the street there's a place there's a place called the beachcomber that we were all going to meet so I just hung around at the house um and then around two um I walked down to meet them at this little beach restaurant that had kind of like picnic tables we were eating and I started getting pretty uncomfortable at the picnic table and um I had my husband sit like back to back with me because there was no like back rest it was like an open back picnic table um so I was having to like support my own weed and like shifting forward and backward and just feeling like oh this doesn't feel good and finally we finished eating and I was like I'm just gonna go home and rest I was having like a lot of Braxton Hicks uh at this point still not really thinking I was in labor but um I because at this point I was so far along my pregnancy that having Braxton Hicks like for like you know two hours or something wasn't super strange um, or out of the ordinary but I went home and was laying down resting and it got to be like four hours of Braxton Hicks and again no pain just me feeling my stomach tighten and then relax and tighten and relax and tighten and relax but this was happening pretty consecutively and I texted my midwife and I said like hey I've been having Braxton Hicks uh, for about four hours so I went to lunch at two now it was going to be like six and she told me go to sleep this could be the start of your labor there was like no way that I could fall asleep and this is something I would have changed I would have just gone to sleep but I think um it was my it's my first you know time going through this I was very excited I was very like okay I gotta get my bags ready I gotta like make my labor aid I gotta do all these things I was excited um and I remember like even taking my last shower pregnant and really wanting to be like present and being like, this is like the last time that you and I are going to like take a shower while you're still in my belly and just kind of like loving on my belly and like kind of just sitting with this, you know, feeling of being pregnant and knowing that I wasn't going to be pregnant for that much longer. 
And then I got out of the shower and tried to lay down and something switched. Like all the contractions or Braxton Hicks that were happening in my belly, again, no pain, switched to my back and it started getting uncomfortable. Like I didn't feel anything in my front, but my back, it was like almost like a back spasm and I could not sleep. Like there was no way that I was going to be able to like relax. Um, And I started timing them on my app. Um, which is like a contraction app. You can just Google that. There's a bunch of them. Um, and they were sporadic. Like it was like seven minutes apart, five minutes apart, two minutes apart. And so you're not considered an active labor until you're having contraction every five to three minutes that's lasting a minute long. Um, and that has to happen consecutively for an hour straight to be considered an active labor. So I knew I wasn't in active labor. Also, I knew like I had seen birth I had been at birth I know like it wasn't something that I was like worried the baby was going to start coming out or anything I knew I was early on in my um in my laboring but I was just super uncomfortable I could not sleep um and I think I got in the shower again got out and then I was trying to let Dan sleep because I knew we would probably be up for a while um especially as the birth progressed but by one in the morning, I was timing my contractions and they were like kind of freaking me out because they were coming like every five to three minutes lasting like 30 to 40 seconds. So I knew like I wasn't in active labor, but it was like intensifying quite a bit. And again, everything was in my back and it was rough. Every hour that went by, it got more and more intense. By one in the morning, I was like, I want to go to my parents because that's where I was giving birth. Um, and I had prepared that whole space to give birth weeks prior um, to this. So I ended up calling my midwife on the way there and saying, I'm going to my parents. And, um, you know, everything seems to be ramping up a bit. So she said she was going to come check me at around 6 a.m. And we got over to my parents. And this is where I want to caution a bit if you're pregnant and you're listening to this and you're planning on a home birth because I want to share my experience in the most truthful way that I can and in a way that I wish someone had shared with me before I went into labor because I was trying to prepare mentally for my birth and I was you know listening to certain things and watching certain things and you know even reading the books and it's things like you're going to feel intensity, you're going to feel rushes, you're going to feel contractions, you're going to feel um, intense sensation, but really staring away from this word pain. And I think I wasn't as realistic with myself as I maybe should have been about what this was actually going to be like. Because when you have a home birth, you do not have the pain management options that you do in a hospital so you don't have the option to have an epidural Uh, there's things that you can do that a lot of people use like water being in the shower you know giving birth in a a tub a heat pack like having your partner learn certain massage techniques there's a list of of things that you can do but you don't get the epidural you don't get to have the sensations kind of like taken away you're you're in it and I knew that this was going to be the case. I also knew um, from the research that I had done that the main reason for transferring from a home birth was because people wanted pain management, wanted an epidural, 
Um, and so I, I knew that, but I, I don't think I processed it a ton. Um, and I don't want to be discouraging to anyone listening to this because honestly, I would choose home birth again after my experience. I would still choose home birth, but there is pain or in my experience, it was not period cramps. It was not intense rushes. It it was painful. And I have to say that because it's the truth. It was my truth. And it was something that took me a little bit by surprise of how intense some of that pain was during my labor. And this is compounded by the fact that I was in back labor from that time um, that I said it switched. So probably around like 8 p.m. or something um, throughout my entire labor, which ended up being like pretty much 24 hours of back labor. I've heard back labor is more intense. I don't know for sure. It's the only thing I experienced. So this might not be your experience, but I want to say it because I don't think I had anyone straight up say birth is painful. There's going to be moments where you're not sure you can do it. You will do it. You can do it. But there's going to be moments where you are so in your body. You are so in the experience. You are so aware that you're going to have to keep pushing through this sensation, this pain. And something great is at the end of it. But you're in it. And there's no escaping it. And you're having to process something that is kind of in your control but out of your control and um so we were at my mom and dad's at one I was trying to let Dan sleep again but I was like it was moments where now if I was having a contraction it was like eyes closed like kind of like holding myself like breathing through it the best that I could and then like taking a big rest luckily some of them like sometimes they were three minutes part sometimes they were five so the five minute part one's like really trying to relax but if somebody came in to talk to me like I couldn't talk while I was having a contraction there was no way um so in the morning like my brother came down my mom came down I was still like in a in an okay mood at, the, at this point um I was able to like kind of be like yes this is exciting I know I know and then stop contraction don't talk to me coming out of it like yeah my midwife's coming over like still able to like have those kind of side conversations being like oh I feel kind of uncomfortable um knowing my midwife was coming to checking me check me and hoping I was at like in my mind I was like five to six centimeters dilated. and that's what I kept focusing on like I've labored all night I have to be close I have to be like five to six centimeters so she comes over to check me I'm three centimeters dilated and I was like how much longer can I do this? I, I was just like, how much longer can I do this for? I had not slept. I was trying to eat. I didn't really want to eat. Um, it was even like kind of hard for me to drink fluids. I had these little smoothie packs, which I will recommend and I'll put them in the notes of this because just being able to put that to my lips, squeeze it and have it go down was like very helpful to be able to like keep my sugar up and my energy levels up. Uh, but I wasn't wanting to like chew anything. Also having a metal straw is like you do not want to be putting something to your mouth and like chugging. It sounds weird, but like just put a straw in my mouth with my eyes closed. I'll take a few sips and that was it. Like I didn't want to like have to be like aware of holding something and like 
swallowing a straw was like I really need a straw <laughs> I would recommend a straw um so basically uh she checked me and she was like okay I'm gonna come back around dinner time and I was like oh that was so hard to hear I was like what it's like eight to ten hours away like how am I going to do this? So in my mind during my birth, I had imagined like I would be on a birth ball. I would be on a yoga mat. I would be taking walks on the beach. I would be like hanging out with my family in the living room, you know, arms maybe on the island, swaying, holding my partner, hugging him, um, having massage. I got like the essential oil like thing to a humidifier. I forget what it's called. Um, but I was going to be kind of like, you know, really like feeling it out, really present in the shower, listening to music. I could not move like out of bed. Like I was feeling such intense pressure in my back, in my body. I didn't want anyone touching me. I didn't want to be anywhere else than the bed. I wanted to be distracted. We ended up watching Bravo like below deck or something because it was a show we had been watching while I was pregnant and I just wanted to be distracted and I didn't think that's how I'd want to feel during my birth I thought I'd want to be like very present very like which I was in a way I was very present with it but I I didn't want to be like meditating or focusing too much like on the experience because I needed like to be a little bit like halfway here halfway in between (laughs) somewhere else like I I wasn't even watching the show I remember just like laying in the bed closing my eyes just like listening to the voices and just trying to kind of like relax when I could it was very like halfway here halfway somewhere else and then I remembered the TENS unit that my chiropractor had given me and I put that on and I swear I honest to god don't know if I would have been able to birth at home without this thing like I, I might have transferred for an epidural I, I don't know but I like that's the point I was at that I was like this thing was a game changer that's all I can say in my opinion it was a game changer for me I put it on my back and I would crank this thing every contraction and what it does is it kind of sends this like stimulation surge into your back that distracts you from the contraction because it's like pulling your attention somewhere else I use this thing for hours I tried to take it off to get in the shower I tried to do other things nothing was better than laying in bed with my TENS unit I didn't want anyone touching me I didn't want any I just wanted to be in bed with my TENS unit and that's honestly what I did um, up until I think five so at this point I had been again laboring kind of from like 7 a.m to around five and then I had it was getting more intense more intense more intense painful I'll just say it because I I'm just gonna be honest um and then I went to pee what felt like peeing I think I actually tried to get on the birth ball for like a second because I was just trying something different um and then I went to pee and pop my water broke and it it didn't feel painful it was just kind of like a like like a gush um it's kind of like the feeling like I don't know if you know when you've had like a heavy period or like when you're about to get your period and you can feel the period coming it doesn't hurt when it comes out but if you've ever had like a gush of like the blood it was kind of a little bit like that but like more like you know obviously it's like liquid and fluid so I knew my water broke um I like wiped I took a picture I sent it to my midwife I actually remember I was bleeding a little bit before so I also let her know that I was bleeding I sent a photo it wasn't in like it was like a light period amount of blood. She said that was normal. I never noticed my mucus plug 
that didn't happen for me. But once, once my water broke, I was pushing. Like that surprised me. I, I was like, like could not fight back the sensation of pushing and I didn't know what pushing would feel like but like I was actively trying to not push like it was like my midwife was not there I was freaking out I was like I'm pushing like and I couldn't not push like I was like trying my best to not push but it was just like happening my body was pushing right after my water broke and so then I like texted my midwife my water broke she's like I'm coming over so she got there around like pretty close like like I don't even know very very soon maybe this was like five because I think she got there like around yeah now that I'm thinking about it I think it was like four that my water broke she got there like around five that sounds right um and maybe like 4 30 and it gets to be a blur like remembering your birth like you're not gonna remember times exactly you're not unless like someone's writing it down for you you're so like in and out of your own body and consciousness like it's like you're not going to remember these fine details of like what time it was really you'll have like a vague idea um but anyway so my water broke and she came over she checked me and I was 10 centimeters dilated so like I had gone from three to 10 pretty quickly and in my mind I was going to have this birthing pool um I was going to give birth in the pool I was like really visualizing that I really wanted that well the birthing pool happened to be at somebody else's house because that person was 41 weeks I was 38 so my midwife was thinking the other person would go first I ended up going first so long story short we ended up using a blow-up kids pool from Target as my birthing pool which I was like halfway aware of because I was now just like in very active labor um I was sitting on the toilet which felt amazing like I from the time my water broke and I was pushing I sat on the toilet for like definitely over an hour and what felt good was I was sitting on the toilet. There was a towel next to me on a rod, like a towel hanger. Um, and I was pulling on the towel as I was sitting on the toilet. And that like just felt really good. But still it was like I remember my midwife coming in and I was like, this hurts. Ow. Like, and, I, and like she was trying to get me to like make the sound lower because I remember I was like, ah. And she was like. She was like, try to, I forget exactly, honestly, what she was trying to get me to do. But I think like, instead of having the energy go out of my mouth to like, kind of like try to like, more like, mm, like try to like push it down. But honestly, I was just like barely getting by. I was just like, I'm doing whatever I have to do to just keep <laughs> going. <laughs> like, um, And um, I, again, it's a little blurry, but while I was on the toilet, I remember them getting like hearing them getting the birthing pool ready and just really wanting to get in the water and really looking forward to them having that done um and then the birth photographer arrived which at one point during my birth I was like why did I hire someone to film this like what was I why would I ever want to like revisit this time like am I like an insane person um but during this time, like my eyes are closed most of the time. So I have like memories of people coming in. Like I knew my midwife assistant got there. The photographer got there. Um, my mom like didn't come down. I didn't want like that many people around me while I was in labor other than my husband. Um, so I didn't have my mom come down yet. Uh, then I got into the pool because that was ready. And that felt like so good. That was the only thing I took the TENS unit off to do was – that replaced the feeling of using that was getting into the birthing pool felt like so amazing um it was like inst instantly felt like I was still 
in labor don't get me wrong like it was still like you know at this point I was like barely talking to anybody um I was actively pushing um I remember them asking me like do you want to feel the baby and I didn't at that time I just was like wanted to focus um they were having me like eat a lot of those smoothie packs drink water while I was in the tub I had Dan get in um to like put counter pressure because without the TENS unit like my back was was feeling it so I was having him do like counter pressure on my back which felt good unfortunately my midwife had checked me while I was on the toilet and the baby's head was like down and engaged and then I got in the pool and I don't know what it was but my labor stalled so the contractions weren't coming as frequently the baby seemed to kind of move up and so even though I was loving being in the tub she was like let's try to get you back onto the toilet um which I labored there I got him kind of down again and then got back in the tub my labor stalled again um I had them put on the music that that Trevor Hall album in and through the body because that is what I was listening to when I was pregnant so I remember hearing that and knowing that the album had played like twice already so I knew I had been pushing for a while and then my midwife um checked my pulse I think and it was I was starting to hit a little bit of like fatigue and she was like all right we gotta you know we gotta like (laughs) get this going a little bit um so I tried squatting to some different positions in the water uh wasn't happening um she got me back onto the toilet I think again and I felt him at this point the second time I was on the toilet I could feel his head and so then I got back into the pool I had been pushing for over three hours like I had been (laughs) I was tired I hadn't slept since like you know the night before I went into labor so I I gave birth on a Thursday I hadn't slept since um Tuesday night not even I don't yeah Tuesday night um so I was I was really really tired and I was losing steam I knew I didn't have much left and the crazy thing about pushing is my experience was you're pushing and everything in your body when you experience pain tells you to back off, right? Like it's like you're, you're ex- it's like if you put your hand on a stove, you take your hand off. Like it's like you don't want to get hurt. And when you're in labor and you're pushing, it's like kind of, this is like a metaphor, but like having to keep your hand on the stove because it's like you, the only way past it is through it. So you have to push into the sensation, which it's like your body wants to do it but your brain doesn't want to do it and it was like this thing where maybe I was I you know I had some like guilt stuff after my labor of like did I not surrender enough did I not and honestly like I freaking had a home birth I did great but I mean and like you go I was battling all of these things you know because I've seen other people at this point have a home birth and it didn't look like mine and I know everyone's birth is different but they were able to walk around they were able to hug people they were able to get on a birthing ball and a yoga mat and seemed to have a little bit more like freedom in their experience didn't seem to be having the same sensations I was having and I was comparing myself to that like not in the moment of my birth but after uh, my birth and my birth was beautiful I you know like I I had a beautiful birth but um I judged myself for the level of pain I felt and and tried to think was there something I did wrong that was just real um and so okay so I'm I'm now like in the pool I know I I just like remember this feeling coming over like two big pushes that I like I don't know if it was like something that like was downloaded into me but I just remember being like two big pushes and her being like 
let's go back to the toilet. And I didn't want to go back to the toilet. I, I was like, I don't want to give birth on a toilet. And she's like, I'll catch him before he lands on the toilet. But something came over me in that moment. And I was just like two big pushes. So I just like took everything I had, every ounce of energy, every part of me. And I just push. And I made, I yelled. I mean, it was a primal push. Just it was like, I took everything that I had and I pushed. His head came out. And, um, and his head came out with his arm. So it was a compound presentation. So again, this might be a reason that my experience was my experience because I wasn't only pushing out his head, I was pushing out an arm. So it was a lot bigger deal than just like pushing out the head, um, because it was like, you know, a lot more to push out at one time. So he ended up getting kind of stuck. And this was a little bit of a scary moment in my birth because my midwife, who again, thank God I had the relationship I had with her because I knew her and she knew me and in that moment she said to me Shay you have to push again now and the way that she said it I just knew it was serious and even though I didn't have anything left in me and a part of me was like I can't I I'm on zero like I just gave it everything I took a breath and I just tried to push the best that I could because the sound of her voice I just won't forget it. I just knew I had to do it in that moment and I pushed and he came out and the moment he came out, every sensation of pain was gone. Like it was like the happiest moment of my life, ecstatic, like shock, awe, amazement. Like I just went from like doing something so intense, so painful to just being like my baby is here and I'm so happy. And they put him on my chest and he came out like crying a little bit. And as soon as I put him on my chest, I was like, it's okay. It's okay. We did it. We did it. I was like, that's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I just like held him and it was so amazing. And now he's walking <laughs> into the room because his dad got back on a walk. Um, but I just remember in that moment, it was all worth it. it. Every, every hour of pushing, every contraction, every intense sensation to have him on my chest, to see him, to kiss him, to hug him, to hold him, to be like the room it just becomes magic like the moment that they're here it was like that was the home birth moment for me of getting to just like be in this loving environment that I got to hold him as long as I wanted to I got to wait for the cord to stop pulsing to cut it and my mom got to cut the cord and I got, and you know Dan got to hold him while I took a shower and like my dad came down, my brother came down so excited to see him and meet him and to hold him and my and my brother cooked everyone lasagna and they had like wine and that lasagna was like the best thing I ever ate. I was so hungry after I gave birth, like have a good meal after you give birth. I definitely recommend that because I was like ravishingly hungry and um, and I just had him and I, I, you know, I let Dan hold him while I showered but then he, I got to have him back on my chest and cuddle him and love on him and he really wasn't crying that much he was just like he seemed comfortable and just amazing and you know everybody was like you did such a great job like there was so much support so much love so much like magic like even my little brother like remembers it in such a special way like and he's like I'm so glad I got to be there and to be a part of it um and it was just instant amazement and seeing him go through his like newborn exam and my midwife was so gentle with him and just he was here it was amazing like he was here and you know we got to have this beautiful experience as soon as he was born that 
I'll just never forget. It was one of the most special times in my life. And, and, um, then, you know, he was born at eight Oh five. And by 10 PM, it was just Dan and I in bed together with our baby. And you think I would have slept, but I just, you know, I, I breastfed him, um, like while my midwife was still there and I was still feeding him, he, he was very hungry. (laughs) Um, they say like sometimes the best night of sleep you get is that first night because the baby went through the birthing experience and is, you know, kind of like groggy. Um, but, and he, we did honestly have a pretty good first night with him, but, um, I was so in amazement. I just, I could not, I don't know if it was adrenaline hormones, what it was, but my eyes would not shut. I just kept looking at him, kept feeling him, kept hugging him, kept feeding him, kept loving on him. I wanted him to just feel so safe, like for this first night outside of my body. And I wanted to just eat up every second that I could get with him. Um, I had been waiting for this moment my whole life and to just like have him here in the world, like was just, I just couldn't shut my eyes. I didn't want to miss a second of it. Um, and yeah, it was like, I, I, you know, birth is a transformational. It's, you know, I couldn't really think about my birth for a little while after I gave birth. I had to like talk to my midwife a lot and process it and have her like, you know, reassure me that most likely the second time would be a little bit easier than what I experienced the first time. Um, you know, having that experience of him getting stuck for a second and having the experience of feeling a lot of, you know, pain and intense sensation and for a long period of time, like these were all things that I kind of had to process I still loved my birth I still would not change anything except for maybe having a doula to support me through those hours that my midwife you know wasn't there because the difference between a doula and a midwife is the doula stays with you you know through the whole birth the midwife's more there just for the delivery of the baby and to kind of follow up with you afterwards but for pain management support I think a doula would have been very helpful um but other than that um I loved having the birth photographer there because the photos helped me process the birth I was so like in and out looking at them helped me like kind of like remember and be proud of everything that I did and I think they'll be really special for Reef to have one day and oh another thing I didn't mention we told people the gender when we found out but Dan and I kept um the name to ourselves that was something that we wanted to just have for us and so the moment he was born we were able to tell people his name and we did the middle name Graham because um that was actually Dan's sweet idea um everyone called my grandma Graham like even my friends and she was always like call me Graham call me Graham so uh his name is Reef Graham Lyons and um yeah now he's nine months old today so nine months in nine months out it's like actually kind of amazing to be telling his birth story right now nine months later um and yeah I mean I hope that this was not too intense to tell you and how I described my birth um but if you're having a home birth I just think you should know (laughs) all the (laughs) the things all the things it's amazing it's beautiful it's special however you birth I hope it's those things for you um but if you're having an unmedicated birth you know just just thinking about what that is and thinking about the ways that you could mentally prepare yourself for going into that. Um, and yeah, that's my birth story. Um, I am very excited to share my postpartum 
experience um, other than birth postpartum is something I think that is so important to talk about. I don't think there's enough emphasis put on postpartum. I don't think a lot of people know what they're getting into postpartum. Um, So I'm going to share that experience and some tips for postpartum in my next episode. If you have any questions about home birth, about um, any of the things that I've talked about with my pregnancy experience, you can email info at onthelongdays.com. And you can always comment um, in whatever, I don't know if Spotify lets you comment, I don't think they do, but if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a comment. Um, I'm not super active on social media, so that's the best way for me to see something that you might want to know or or, uh, or a guest that you'd like me to have on. And you can always rate this podcast, which would be super amazing. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into postpartum. We're going to get into postpartum anxiety, depression, what the first few months look like with the baby, traveling with the baby, teething, all these things. Um, so I hope that you enjoy this very special episode of On the Long Days. If you're having a long day, I hope you're able to just find five minutes for yourself. Um, and I hope when you have those five minutes to yourself, you let all the voices telling you, what you should be doing, what you could be doing, what you could be doing better or what you need to do. I hope those all just become quiet for you and you acknowledge everything that you have done and all the ways that your baby is loved and everything that you have cultivated within yourself, all the nights that you haven't slept, all the meals that you haven't eaten, all the showers you did not take, all the things that you've put aside to be able to be present with this being um, that you're not probably giving yourself that credit for. You are doing your best and your best is more than good enough. And I hope that you know that and you feel that and you know that you are not alone. It is not easy. It is worth it, but it is not always easy. Um, And that is not to take away from the love that you have for your child to acknowledge that it's hard Um, because you can love them and it can still be hard. And I am sending you virtual support if you can feel it through this this microphone. Um, and we will be back next week for the postpartum episode. So get ready for that one. I will talk to you soon.